What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, today, we are talking about an M. Night Shyamalan movie, finally. Um, this is our, right? This is our first one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I'm like 99% sure. I'm pretty sure. I feel like we would remember... <laughs> if we had talked about one uh, previously. Unless we hit y'all with a twist ending and it's actually we've done three M. Night Shyamalan. Actually, no. in the end, we weren't even talking about at the end of this episode, we weren't even talking about an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> it was a lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are going to be talking about The Village today, which could potentially be a surprising choice for our first venture <laughs> into his filmography. Um, the Village is what I also refer to as the M. Night Shyamalan shift because I feel like this is the movie where people's like people started to go down that route of either you liked him or you didn't like him. Because I feel like before this movie, he had basically all hits. Like, mm -hmm. all wins. <laughs> and then this is the first movie where it started to kind of shift in a different direction for him. Right. Um, so I really wanted, which I, I think is actually kind of interesting, um, because we'll get into my feelings about this movie in a minute. But that's partly the reason that I wanted to cover this as our first one. Okay. I mean, that's fair. And I actually, I don't think I'd seen this one. Mm -hmm. uh before this or if i had i just don't remember but um it felt it felt fresh like i didn't know any of the twists and turns that were coming so it oh, was nice. a very non-biased look at this movie for me at least yeah oh cool okay awesome i thought yeah because i i felt like maybe this would have been your if you guys can't tell this was a my pick but um <laughs> yeah i i thought that this might have been your first time but i like as i was watching it i couldn't remember if it was or not so I was like interested because I, I do think it's I, 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 I can't remember like my my full thoughts the first time I watched this movie through. But mm -hmm. I think knowing all of the twists and everything, it's like a much different rewatch than going in and not knowing if that makes right. sense. Yeah, I could I could see that. I think for me, even though I don't really recall watching this movie, Gotta be honest, at some point, some of these like thriller horror village movies <laughs> yeah. all start blending together yeah. where I, I may have thought I've seen the movie, but lo and behold, it was something completely different. Yeah, that's also very true. <laughs> you're like, maybe I have, shoot. And yeah, and then you start to get actors where you're like, no, I know they, I know I've seen them before wearing yeah, a, a I, vest <laughs> similar to what they're wearing. I know I've seen Joaquin Phoenix in a vest like that before. <laughs> That's what I was, I was saying. I was like, I've seen him this young before, but I don't know if it's in this particular movie. I, I'd have to look back, but. Yeah, um, but also before we get into the review, uh, I'm gonna plug, I'm gonna do a little plug. Plug um, away. 
I'm going to plug our Discord again because normally we do it at the end of the episode, but I wanted to put it up front and personal because um, pretty soon here we are going to be doing uh, our first Discord Decides, which is where we give everybody who is in our Discord the chance to vote for one of the movies that we will be covering uh, for that month. And if you would like to be able to take part in that and have a wield some homey power, then definitely join our Discord because that's something that we're really excited to start doing. And also, we've been having some really great discussions in there um, about horror movies, and we would love to talk to more of you guys. So if you aren't yet and you would like to join our Discord, the link for that is in our social media bios, which is homies of horror is what we are on our social media. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like all the real ones have joined the Discord. So, I mean, if you are also a real one. Oh, my God. He called I you think, out. I think, uh, you know, you may have just forgot to hit the button. It's cool. It's cool. But we'll see you in there. Right. right? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know he was going to call you guys out like that. I really didn't. <laughs> I really did not see that coming. Um, but but it's kind of, yeah, he's telling the truth. I mean, where is the <laughs> lie, though? There is no lies to be seen. Uh, so we do <laughs> hope to see you guys in the Discord, and we hope that you can take part in our very first Discord Decides. Coming up soon. Coming to a theater near you. Um, but I think I'm ready to tiptoe through the village art art thou (laughs) is thou prepared is it time already (laughs) does does the clock (laughs) bell toll on time (laughs) then into the village we shall marry terry into the village we skip (laughs) all right (laughs) we are entering into spoiler territory So you have been warned, but today we are talking about The Village from 2004. This is directed by none other than M. Night Shyamalan and also written by M. Night Shyamalan as well and is starring Sigourney Weaver as Alice, William Hurt as Ed, Joaquin Phoenix as Lucius, Bryce Dallas Howard as Ivy and Adrian Brody as Noah. Somewhere deep inside the forest lies the small secluded village of Covington. The people here live a relatively peaceful life with one small caveat. The woods around their village are home to a pack of mysterious and deadly creatures. Insert pilgrim-style dinners, naked farm animals, and things we don't speak of here. Our film concludes with the village breaking their truce with the creatures and venturing into the forest in search of whatever may lie beyond. Also, what a twist. Roll credits. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but just based off my viewing of this movie, I feel like The Village was the film that started the whole 
what a twist meme for M. Night Shyamalan. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, you're you're right. I believe you are correct on that. Okay. Now, granted, Signs did have a twist of its own, sure. But this one really felt the most like an M. Night Shyamalan gotcha. Yeah, this, this is when, because obviously, like I said, Signs and the Sixth Sense were huge wins for him. And I believe that those the twists in those movies were so fresh and people were really like people said yes that makes sense that's such a great twist i never saw that coming and then you got to this movie and i honestly think the twist is what threw a lot of people off and made right. a lot of people kind of not take it seriously or take his twists seriously anymore Mm -hmm. which well we can talk about but yes i definitely think that this was the beginning of that idea and it also was when people were like oh so every movie's gonna have a twist (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna put a little a little seasoning on all your movies huh (laughs) he ain't leaving no story (laughs) bland none nothing he said we can't have just a a through a normal through line you're getting not with you no, uh-uh. we're, we're doing the cha-cha slide at the end of this, and you I, will be taking part in that. <laughs> I mean, you you really could argue that M. Night Shyamalan was the original, hey, you, you had us in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But from, all right, so like I was saying earlier on, kind of a first time viewing for me, at least the, the freshest viewing of this movie I've had in a very long time. And I tried not to dive too deep into other people's thoughts about this one Mm -hmm. um but i did like look up a couple things and it does like you're right it does seem like there's a big divide with this movie Mm -hmm. where you have two sides of the coin you have people that really love this movie some people saying it's one of their favorite movies of all time and then you have people who absolutely cannot stand this movie Mm -hmm. and i think you can see that reflected in a lot of its like scores and reviews in a lot of places So clearly there's a divide with this and maybe hopefully the conversation that we have can help some people decide what side of the coin they're on, maybe help us decide where we're at. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. It's very much highs and lows. Like I see a lot of love, either you love it or you hate it. Um, Not a ton of in between, I didn't see, but I I also wanted to choose this movie because I think this falls a little bit into a movie that was potentially advertised improperly Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people went into this expecting a very like a horror movie. And I think this is much more of a thriller uh, or suspense movie. Uh, almost like a sus- romantic suspense movie with horror elements within it. Right. And it is not, you know, the the typical scare movie that I think it was made to seem like it was going to be when mm-hmm. the trailers first came out. It definitely, you know, it, it was it was appealing to a specific type of audience and then that audience went to go see the movie and they were like, "Now what is this?" <laughs> Right. Now, baby, what did what is this? Because <laughs> this is not what I expected, which is fair. I mean, we've talked about it before, how 
you know, the way a movie gets advertised can almost be its downfall at times. Mm -hmm. And I do think that plays into part here. Yeah, that's that's always huge, especially with this genre, too, because you have such diehard fans of specific elements of horror that when you advertise a movie as such and they don't get that satisfied feeling of I got the things that I want from my horror movies, you're going to piss off a lot of people. And I definitely agree that the uh, advertisement for this movie has it, it raised some some question marks for sure. Um, and yeah, I think we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth in a in a second here. But I will say I did not watch the trailer before uh, watching the movie. Mm-hmm. That's like partially true. Like I watched like the first when we were deciding what movie to watch, and you were like, uh, "Do you want to do the village?" I watched like the first ten seconds of the trailer. Um, saw a bunch of spooky houses in a field. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And so I turned off the trailer <laughs> and watched the movie. But after watching the movie, I went back and watched the trailer. And I see what a lot of people are talking about mm-hmm. in regards to that. But right. um, before diving too deep into that, I did want to know um, what were some of the things that you did enjoy about this film? Like, what did you like? And what, Erica, is in your notebook? Okay, well, first things first, I'm going to come right out and say I love this movie. I am a huge fan of this movie, and I, you know, fall on the positive side of it. It's actually one of my favorites of his films. Okay. And which is another reason that I wanted to pick it out because, you know, I, I often say I am a fan of The Village, even though this is when the split began. Um, I am a fan of this film. I can't say that about all of his movies. I will say his follow-up to this, The Lady in the Water. <laughs> Sir, what happened? That movie, oh, because no. I, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen The Lady in the Water? No, I haven't seen The Lady in the Water, but it's funny that you say that because the little bit, like even just researching this movie, like I saw people bring up the comparisons and everybody who brought up the comparison was like Lady of the Water was so much better than The Village. Are like, you serious? All of, all of them, every single one that brought up that movie was like it's better than The Village. That I can't make any see sense. you right that now, Erica, doesn't make any but sense. I can feel the the heat just rising it's, it's drugs. from your soul it's right drugs. now. It, it it can't be anything else. It's <laughs> it's drugs because I don't get me wrong, The Lady in the Water is not horrifically bad but it's not a good movie in my opinion uh especially compared to this movie starting off my first note is that i love this opening shot i think it perfectly sets you up and encapsulates that this movie is about these woods like it's not but it is it the the woods play such a huge factor in this film Mm -hmm. and I although these are beautiful shots and I love the way that the woods look in this film because it's obviously like fall, which I think this is such a good fall movie. I love watching this movie <laughs> um, as soon as like the leaves start changing color. I'm like, damn, guess it's time to watch the village. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely had that fall vibe to it. Yeah, I it, that. it does, uh, especially with like the color scheme and everything. And yeah, the it's it's obviously, you know, cool starting to cool down wherever they're at and i love the way the the woods look uh when they start changing colors and and the leaves start falling and you kind of get that in this in this first shot because we're looking up through trees that are have no leaves 
and we're looking at at almost a grayish purple sky <laughs> it's it's it almost has this like ethereal feel to it mm -hmm. um which i feel about a lot of these shots is it almost feels like it's a fairy tale and you could almost wonder if there's going to be some super supernatural aspect to this movie and there's not but a lot of these shots give you that same sensation um and i did want to give so roger deakins was the dop on this which is director of photography also known as the cinematographer um and I love his shots in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some odd choices. I'm not a huge fan of the slow motion shots I was about to say, it's like, we, we are not leaving today without calling out that sci-fi level slow-mo. They're very happens. melodramatic. I, I not, and it's weird because it only happens like twice that they do this slow-mo thing. Um, and neither one of them hit for me. One of them is better, and that's the one with Ivy and Lucian. Lucius? What the fuck's his name? Lucius. With Lucius or with Noah? Lucius. Oh, Lucius. No, okay. uh, no, the one, the one in the house, the slow mo shot in the house when he like grabs her hand. Oh. That one works for me more than the one yeah, where I mean, she's that in one's the woods better. later. Yeah, that one's better, but. <laughs> N not by much i'm gonna be real here it's, like it's a little student film <laughs> you know like <laughs> especially for how good the rest of the movie is shot i think that's why they stand out so much because they're super jarring both times that they happen mm -hmm. but i think it's because they're sandwiched in between very beautiful cinematography shots right it's just so it's very bizarre because it doesn't add anything it almost cuts the tension of because both of those slow motion shots happen in very tense moments mm -hmm. and i think slowing them down they almost thought it would make it more intense or more dramatic but it actually does the opposite for me it completely takes me out of it and i'm just waiting for them to get back to you know regular speed and get back to their regular shots mm -hmm. um but other than that, I agree. The The shots in this movie, I think, are great. I really, really enjoy them. And I love the way that they play with color and how they, like, set up shots around that. Specifically, you know, the red and the yellow is such an important aspect of this movie because the red is the bad color. That's, like, symbolic of the the creatures and then the yellow is symbolic for them like their village and their hope and their more um like innocent kind of lifestyle that they're wanting to live so mm -hmm. i love the way that they use that and having these bursts of red throughout and having these moments of like the creatures in the background and you're focusing on the foreground like all of that is is great and i think is one of the the strong positives of this film that i feel like even if you don't like this movie's story that you can appreciate i would hope you could appreciate that but i mean you know not everybody will and i get that um, yeah. But yeah, that was my that was my first note was just that I love the opening shot and that love of shots just continues throughout the film for me. I feel that uh, another thing that I noticed and it's kind of on the top of my list here is just how stacked of a 
goddamn cast yeah we had for this movie some names popping up that i was not expecting to see little random ones like jesse eisenberg is fucking in this movie at just, some point which i was like what are up. you doing in here? The, that yeah that first shot i i forgot he was in this movie and so that first shot where they're like all sitting at the long dinner table i caught his profile and i said now i know i know that's not jesse eisenberg <laughs> having lunch at the picnic table and then later on i was like oh shit yeah I forgot he's such a small role in this. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of like inconsequential, but like the fact that he's in there regardless is still yeah pretty dope. Of course, seeing young Joaquin Phoenix and even like Adrian Brody too, which Mm -hmm. I just I for some reason I'd forgotten about Adrian Brody. I'm not gonna lie, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he's in it. I mean, uh, Sigourney Weaver is I forget she's in it, even though she's a part of this movie i mean she's a huge role but i forget that she's in it (laughs) and and then of course this was bryce dallas howard this was her first role uh, or her first role in a film i guess he um m night had seen her in a play in new york Mm -hmm. and then like asked her if she wanted the role like she didn't even have to audition he just liked liked her from the play but this was her first she had been extras and stuff before. This was like her first feature role. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, though, because a lot of this movie is very much like a play. Like, it's shot yeah. and plays out very much like, like the many plays. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it is the crucible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, that joke aside, like, it does, it has kind of the same pacing and um, delivery that something like the crucible does have where it's like it's very clearly supposed to be a period piece and i'm gonna be honest those nowadays now those (laughs) nowadays are kind of hit or miss for a lot of people myself included um whereas i can do a period piece if the characters are interesting and the performances are good Mm -hmm. which thankfully for this movie they are Mm -hmm. um so it keeps me compelled for the most part but yeah i think a lot of this movie is honestly carried by the strong performances um by all the cast which is like another reason why it's kind of a good thing that the cast was so stacked um just so that they for me had a lot of talent to fall back on um, in some of the slower moments, because I think period pieces tend to have those kind of slower, more methodical moments where if you're not really invested, invested, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to sit through. Uh, yeah, no, that's totally true. Period pieces can definitely be a slog for a lot of people. I this may be why I love this movie so much is I am a sucker for a period piece romance. Like mm. it is at the top of my genres that I movie genres that I love. I am like just such a fan of them and they get me okay. every time. Which so yeah, I'm definitely gonna call you a little bit biased. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, yeah, but I have seen I have seen some bad ones though. Like, don't get me wrong, I've seen some bad ones. They don't all hit, but I'm more inclined to check them out just because I have a good record of enjoying them. And look, when I first when I was younger and I first saw this movie, this was the epitome of romance, the height. This was what you want. Like I was like, oh, this is it. This is 
they invented romance in this movie, <laughs> The Village. That's that was the creation of romance. I was sprung on this Ivy and Lucius story. I was all in, and oh my gosh, I don't know. I just loved it, and I was like, you know what? If I can't, if a man won't grab my hand at the last minute before a monster attacks me, I don't want him. Period. <laughs> Point blank. Period. I don't want him. <laughs> Because that was like all I thought you needed to to like fall in love. And look. I will say, look, <laughs> you say what you want. This this man had me had me shook in my in my 12 year old boots. <laughs> look, get you somebody that looks at you like Joaquin Phoenix looks off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, get, get you. No, get you someone that that can't can't keep eye contact with you like Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. someone who apparently is can't touch you is too afraid to touch you. <laughs> That's what y'all need to be swiping right on if we're being honest. <laughs> but I do love their relation. I I like the characters in this movie. I actually really like. And mm -hmm. I love their I do really enjoy the relationship that they cultivate between Ivy and Lucius um, because um, it feels pretty authentic and organic. You know, we it's very obvious that they have known each other their entire lives. I mean, everybody in this village has. It's a very, very small village. Not a lot of people, um, but it's very clear that they have had some previous, you know, relationship and interactions and it has winded up in what we see of them now as adults and the way yeah. that they interact with each other is I know why you deny my sister when I was younger you used to hold my arm when I walked and suddenly you stopped one day I even tripped in your presence and nearly fell I was faking of course Still, you did not hold me. Sometimes we don't do things we want to do so that others won't know we want to do them. Has obviously been building up over time, but I think that can be said for all the characters. I think they did a good job of making it very clear that all of these people have lived together their entire lives mm -hmm. and they're very comfortable with each other. And that shows in the different ways that they interact with each other and the different dynamics that they have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because at the core of this movie, despite whatever the advertisement might have been, like we really do have a love story here. Mm -hmm. And it is very helpful that the um, relationship between Lucius and Ivy does feel very genuine and very real um and it also feels like it's rooted in this community that they also did a very good job of creating mm -hmm. where all the characters in this community although we don't know precisely where we are we know where we're supposed to be theoretically and all of the people match this idea of where this story is taking place like i really do feel like i'm in like a 19th century village here with a bunch of people who like you said known each other their entire lives they've grown up around each other they formed this bond over the years that seems very genuine mm -hmm. and i that is another big pro of this movie is i think a lot of the motivations for the characters seem like they come from a real place 
And as something that I think is more of a character driven piece, I think that is a very strong pro to have that all the characters, one, are played very well, but then also they all have good motivation to carry their choices throughout the movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. They they I, I they do a good job of making this a very community oriented film, because I think in movies like this, you could run the risk of having it so focused on specific characters and everybody else just kind of falling in the background and meaning nothing. But I actually felt like they balanced it fairly well with all of the characters. We actually mm -hmm. learn a lot about a lot of the people in the village. Um, and, and that includes the group of elders. I basically know all of them, but also these group this group of the next generation that is to come you meet right. a lot of them like yeah jesse eisenberg's character is pretty small but actually like i i knew everything i needed to know about him from the one scene that <laughs> that <laughs> we got with him um so they did a good job of making it feel very rich Th this village feels very lived in you mm -hmm. can tell that everybody has existed there for a, we don't know how long, but you can tell that they've built a life there and it's very, very solid, which yeah. in turn makes you think, oh, okay, that's why, like that's why the elders don't want them to, to well, A, because there's like, you know, there's these creatures that live in the woods, so they really aren't supposed to leave their village. But you can also understand why the elders would be nervous or, kind of wanting to avoid reaching out, you know, to other towns because what they have is so special in their head. You know, like they've got everything mm -hmm. they need there in their minds. I mean, they definitely don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't bring more medicine. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I get <laughs> I get that they were trying to cultivate their own thing, but seems like you an important you thing you could have brought some ibuprofen you could have lied to them <laughs> they didn't need to know what it was you could have been smashing that up and putting it in their water true, true. <laughs> so, i think so i do think we can like guesstimate that they've been there long enough for like ivy and lucius to have not seen anything other than the village mm -hmm. so however old they're supposed to be time wise is probably like yeah. an indicator of how long They've that place there. has been mm -hmm. probably in their they're probably in their early 20s but right. all, and then also ivy's older sister has lived there her entire life and then they have like little kids running around so it's safe to say that you they've know, been there for a hot minute pe people been been having kids yeah while they've been there and it's been a it's been a minute for sure yeah so it could it, one could argue too that maybe they did have at one point enough medicine and stuff and it's just over time I mean, uh they ultimately ran through it but all that to say is they they do still establish this this community that we have here um and then within this community we also have this notion of the monsters or kind of like the antagonists Mm -hmm. of this film which are um those we do not speak of mm -hmm. clearly m night was reading some harry potter <laughs> around know. the time where he wrote this Voldemort <laughs> living in the shacking up in the woods <laughs> <laughs> but uh how did you feel about our theoretical creatures that inhabited the forest how, how, how what 
How'd you feel about it? <laughs> I was going to say more. I was like, nah, you said what you wanted to say. <laughs> I mean, I like them. I like the red cloak. I think that it's very striking and it looks very good considering these are creatures that are like shrouded in, you know, darkness most of the time. Most of the time when they come out and about is at night. And mm -hmm. so I like the red cloak. I, I think it makes sense. The way that they look, when you find out later that they are of the the elders design right like they mm -hmm. created this costume the way that they look makes sense because it's obviously things that they've gathered up from the woods and from dead animals and and tried to piece something together that looks terrifying mm -hmm. um so i think that that works i really like the spikes coming out of the back and i like the hands of it a lot Mm -hmm. And then I think it has the the face is it's giving saw, right? Because it's like a pig face, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is cool. I, I, I watched this little behind the scenes thing where they talked about the original design of the creature. The original design okay. of it was all fur, like it was completely all fur. And then mm -hmm. it had a skull mask. And I kind of wish that they had done the skull mask instead of the pig face. Instead of the pig face? Yeah, I feel like the skull mask would have matched what the rest of the creature looked like more than the pig face. Although I guess if I'm thinking logistically, it's probably easier for them to buy, for them to find a bunch of pig faces than to find a bunch of skulls. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> Maybe. possibly. Like I, I didn't mind the pig faces uh, sentence. I did not think of the same today. <laughs> uh, mostly because they, at least creature design for me, fit in to the story and kind of the period because we have mm -hmm. kind of this. What's the word I'm looking for here? We have this remote um, village location in the woods, right? So the creature being something animal-like uh, made a lot of sense to me, mm -hmm. even if it was someone in some sort of attire, right? Like maybe some people of the forest that you just don't normally see. Um, them donning different parts of animals, I could definitely uh, run with that idea. Mm -hmm. uh, so it didn't bother me too much. Uh, I did, I did enjoy the the creature design as well, though. Um, the spike, I was also a fan of the spikes coming out. I thought that was like a little touch that added a lot for whatever reason. I, I don't know why the porcupine thing kind of worked for me, <laughs> but I did also like this idea of cloaking them in red though. And going back to what you were saying about the use of color in this movie, I think it was a very smart choice because the red just pops so heavily, especially in the sort of brownish tint of a lot of the backgrounds because we're in the forest. So every time the red cloak is in frame, it's very apparent. You can see it. Even if you're only meant to see it for a second, you never really miss it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just so bright and vibrant that it sticks out. And I think that that was a good and smart choice that they made there. Because um, like, I think every time you see the creature, is important, right? Because it's establishing the fact that they exist, which is mm -hmm. something that comes into contention very, uh, well, I wouldn't say very soon, but it's like around the halfway point of the movie. But mm -hmm. yeah, this notion about whether or not they're real, I think for the first half of this entire movie, um, as per the plan, is like you really do believe 
that these creatures exist just based on what you hear from everybody living in the village and from the small little experiences that we get with the creatures, it very much seems like this is a real threat that this village has to navigate. Right. Yes, it's it's real. It's it feels like it's always a looming threat and it feels like even though these people in the village are living their lives you know be bop boop they're doing their thing having a good time they are always on edge like they are always keeping in the back of their heads that there is a perimeter <laughs> set up around them inspected it carefully its head was twisted back and much of its fur removed i see it was murdered but who is the culprit who has done this heinous act? Those who don't speak of killed it. There it is. Why would such a notion come into your mind? They're meat eaters. Hmm? They have large claws. Children, those we don't speak of have not breached our borders for many years. We do not go into their woods, they do not come into our valley. It is a truce. We do not threaten them. Why would they do this? It's almost like an invisible force field that they have to be mindful of. They have to do all these precautions, like even the fact that they have these drills that they've probably done since they were children. And mm -hmm. they all have to set up these cellars in their houses to make sure they have a place to hide. And someone always has to be on watch. It's building up this feeling that even though we ourselves don't see the creatures for a little while, it's obvious that everybody in that village has had some kind of experience with one of the they've either seen the creature or heard it or you know like they've definitely come in contact with it and mm -hmm. so it's always a real threat but because of the el the elders are saying oh you know as long as we do x y and z we're never going to have any issues and so you know once you've watched the whole movie and you realize what's going on it makes a lot of you're like oh well nobody was ever in any real danger nobody was ever going to get hurt but they don't know that they just assume that nobody's gotten hurt because they've kept up with their offerings and all that you know like they've done everything yeah. they needed to do that's why nobody's gotten hurt and so it keeps you on edge of because you know that whole scene with once again lucius and ivy it feels like something might happen to her obviously mm -hmm. and we know nothing will now but it, yeah. it feels like it. And I think the thing with the spikes is it's like, does that hurt? Like, is that going to hurt? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if it hits, if it touches her or if she touches that, is that going to, is it going to be like a porcupine? Is it going to stab through her? Um, so, yeah, I like the constant threat of these creatures, even if you don't really know what they do, which is yeah. almost just as scary because you have especially once those animals start popping up skinned mm -hmm. you you know you have to wonder is that what these creatures do or is that just a warning type of a thing right yeah there's enough mystery surrounding them that it leaves it up to your imagination which can make it more terrifying 
than whatever it actually is. But what's interesting to me about the creatures before we get the big twist is this look into perspective and what perspective does in creating what one you believe on a personal level and then what you can believe on a community level with enough um, backing to an idea. What I mean here is this town is completely sold on the idea of these creatures. Mm -hmm. And it's because of all the different things that the elders have put into place to make you believe that they exist. But I'm kind of interested, since you had seen this movie already, and you already knew the twist, which, spoiler alert, you made it this far. Um, yeah, the monsters are are the, are the council. Um, so because it's them the whole time, did any of the scares or interactions with the monsters feel a little bit cheaper once you knew that they weren't actually creatures? The one that comes into my mind is the scene with uh, Lucius and Ivy, mm -hmm. where I'm kind of like now, after watching the film, I'm like, okay, well, you're going with this tension grabbing, like, oh, the monster might reach out and grab her. But what happened if it did? Like, yeah. what would have happened then? <laughs> He's like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh, this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> um, like, that was yeah. a really bold move for something that you're supposed to try and be keeping secret. So like, Very it bold. makes me want to kind of call the bluff of like, well, that scene, didn't hold as much weight to me now that I know what it was. Right, because it's like, you know she wasn't in any real danger. It's it, it's this feeling of, oh, like, I guess, it, you know, it, it, it definitely doesn't hold that same weight as the first time that you watch it because, yeah, you have to wonder, okay, what was your next move? Were you just going to grab her and, like, shake her around and hope, <laughs> and hope that she gets free or something? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it – it doesn't cheapen it for me per se. I guess it just makes me think of things in a different light when I rewatch it because I have to think of, wow, you – well, okay, first of all, going back a little bit, no – the people – none of the elders skinned the animals – Mm -hmm. um that was noah and so i i but i i honestly think that was the smartest thing that they could have done because you have it adds in this other element where even the elders are getting confused like even they right. are nervous and scared because weird things are happening that they're no longer in control of gotcha. and i feel like they're losing their control so that night where ivy and lucius are you know being cute or whatever um <laughs> the i assume that the their parents like ivy and kitty the walker parents are the ones that are in that costume and it's like because the, because kitty and ivy were babysitting like they were watching the rest of the kids so where were the parents you know what I mean? so mm -hmm. i have to assume that they were in the costumes that night and I, I just think it's such an interesting thing to to have to wonder, is it worth it to go that far? Like, was that Ivy's mom or dad that was really about to about to be like, damn, I'm going to have to fuck this bitch up because I got to keep <laughs> I got to keep the ruse going. It, right. it adds this other layer of what are they thinking in there? What is the end game? What's the goal with this? How far can you take this? Because to the elders, the skinning of the animals is too far, right? Like that's something mm -hmm. they probably would have never done. But at the same time, it is kind of working in their favor 
it's adding more fear of these creatures. People are more on edge. People are getting scared. Lucius was going to go into the woods and now he, he's not going to go anymore because all these things are happening. It's mm -hmm. working in their favor, even if it's an or, uh, an awful thing. Right. So I, I, get, did, I did miss that part too. I, I missed that it was uh, Noah, Noah who was doing it. Yeah, it's it, it's it took me a couple of times of watching it to realize it. And the only because the the place where they lock him up at the end is the same place that he goes to when he gets in trouble. And mm -hmm. so you can assume he found that costume on one of those other times and maybe was like, you know, running around out and about doing stuff and not realizing how serious it was Right. because the same night that Kitty gets married, those kids say that they saw one of the creatures in the woods, but all all of the elders were at the wedding. Like nobody was supposed to be doing anything like that that night. Right. So, and then of course, you know, his mom is like, "Oh, those poor animals!" When <laughs> when they find that he's escaped, and I'm like, "Okay." Um, but it. Oh, so then it was probably Noah then uh, as the hand grabby creature right in that moment then that was probably noah no because noah was in the house with, oh he wasn't that yeah Man, so that would be confuse me I'm so, <laughs> so anytime creatures are seen at night it's the elders anytime that the creatures are seen during the day so like that time when lucius is out in the woods and he sees one of them that's noah he's stealing the costume and mm -hmm. he and he has access to that room during the day because he probably gets in trouble quite often so yeah that's always noah and then all of those nighttime attacks those are the elders because they're able to you know slip away a bit easier <laughs> at right. night. well i mean in that in that same um notion then what were your feelings overall about the twist that the creatures aren't real and that it is just people in the village masquerading i like it I, yeah i like it yeah i do um, I, I don't know. I, I, th I think it is well done. I know it's kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not because it definitely is like, it's kind of a ridiculous twist in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I like the way that they did it. I appreciate that they put so much work into it because one thing I think I've mentioned this before that I hate about movies where there's a twist where it's like, oh, they were in on it the whole time. I don't like when people are so say like, you know, Molly and Jim have been playing these people the whole time and it was all a it was all a thing. I don't like when Molly and Jim are alone, but they still have to keep up the ruse because it doesn't make sense. But then in this movie, it makes sense because there are extra things at play and there's extra weird things happening. And so the elders, when they're talking about things, it, it completely tracks, you know, because they don't know what's going on with the animals. So anytime they're discussing that, they're being authentic. And then mm -hmm. anytime they're discussing the creatures, they're always with other people and they're always adding on this, you know, fearsome element to it while also trying to downplay it. It's like they don't want to scare anybody too bad, but they have right. to be just scary enough. And then when you find out everybody's backstory, which I think they do a good job of sampling throughout, like mm -hmm. you start to get 
little stories from people about people they've lost in their lives. And you kind of start to realize that all of the elders have lost someone. And then when you find out that they all were in this grief counseling thing together, they all had lost someone in a brutal, violent way, and they were all kind of lost and looking to escape that. I think that makes sense. It's, you know, it's this idea that the world is scary and maybe it just got too scary for them and they didn't want to have to deal with that anymore. And Mm -hmm. they wanted their own place. I mean, isn't that why people start cults and communes and all these things? Because, or, you know, because they don't want to have to deal with the real world anymore. It's, ridiculous the way that you know the the lengths that they have to go to in this movie but i buy it like i i in the movie's universe i buy it Mm -hmm. and i like it okay i I think i think a lot of that's valid and personally i'm still kind of placing where i feel about it Mm -hmm. um one it's not that it didn't work or like it didn't make sense or anything like that i do think that the the big twist in this movie is 100% grounded in reality and motivation of the characters. Like I was speaking to earlier, Mm -hmm. I think everything is driven by something and that is just a mark of good writing. Um, So the twist that they're just trying to keep their secluded village secluded um, through the means of these creatures, I buy that. I, I, I have no issues with that. And for the format of this movie, because it feels very much like a play, where that reveal happens is kind of like, you know, like the third act reveal mm-hmm. of this is a thing, but you also get to spend some time post the reveal to actually um, sift through the um, the effect of the reveal to like right. see what happens now that we know what's going on behind the surface. Right. Right. Um, so I think all that is fine and good. I think the the issue that I have with the twist comes with the the big issue that i think a lot of people had with the film which is the marketing of it and what you're expecting with this movie because if you're going into this movie expecting a horror movie which this is barely a horror movie i'd say um if that like it's got horror elements to it but it's definitely more in like the kind of drama uh thriller area it's like two percent horror yeah, yeah. It's, at got, the it's most. got a small dash, <laughs> yeah. a small dash of horror just to give it some color at the top. Yes. But it's like Salt it, Bay sprinkling <laughs> in. Salt Bay and I was like, let me get a little bit of horror in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think because of the marketing, a lot of people were expecting a horror movie going into this, and yeah. so having the antagonist not really be antagonist at all. Um, and also not even being dangerous really at all, I think can rub a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. No, I agree. It's because I, then it, it almost feels like, and it was all a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the, in a way. <laughs> twists. In, a, in, a more, in a more constructed way. Yeah. Like definitely more thought out way, but yeah, similar. Yeah, because it seems like, oh, so then what was it all for what did we sit here and watch through this for if none of it meant anything if nobody's ever in danger i do think the way that they save that is realizing that they're not gonna stop they're always going to 
you know, they're they're even gonna twist what happened here and use it to their advantage to continue the creatures being a threat. And so they are still manipulating people. It it, it makes you wonder, are the elders the villains in this movie? Like, are they the the bad people or are they just good people who you know really think they're doing a good thing and maybe they are maybe they are happier maybe all these people are happier being there but i get what you mean it, it feels like the rug the rug kind of gets pulled out from underneath you because you realize that a lot of the stuff that you were scared and nervous about prior to this may it's inconsequential like nothing was ever going to happen to anybody nobody was ever any in any real danger so they're fine like everything's gonna be it's all fine and i mean i get let me ask you did you know like with all of that kind of setup and realizing oh like ivy's gonna be fine she can go through the woods and be fine and having that realization and then having that little last surprise moment with noah and even noah all of a sudden being a threat to lucius did you like i mean how did you feel about that was that something that you felt was necessary for this film or do you think it wasn't needed and they could have just focused more on the it was all a dream factor (laughs) well (laughs) i think for the direction they were going in no they needed it and yeah I'm glad that there was some form of antagonist because, yeah, there really aren't any bad guys, per se, in this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, ar- arguably Noah is the only one, and it's not even so much that he's a bad guy. It's just more so how he handles things mm-hmm. is different than other people. And so, like, the the bad things that happen are a lot of them are intertwined with Noah's character. So you have to kind of, like, make him the villain, right? Um, even with uh, him attacking Lucius and then going after Ivy in the woods, it what it what it did for me is it gave something else to worry about other than the creatures, um, which was good because right around that time is we get the reveal that the creatures aren't really a threat anymore. Right. So by having Noah have all these mishaps throughout the throughout the story. Now you have something else to focus on once it's revealed that the creatures are no longer an issue. Mm-hmm. And then what it did add was in the wood scene when we do have a creature with Ivy after it was revealed that these creatures aren't real. It gives you that split second moment of like, holy shit, they were doing this ruse. But lo and behold, the creatures are actually real. And now they're now Ivy's stuck to deal with one of them. It was a very nice moment, I'll bet kind of brief for me, um, where it's like she runs into the creature and now you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And then it runs into her and just bumps her down. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, I'm confusion. (laughs) Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, we get the reveal later on that it was Noah in the suit and whatnot. And then it just left me with a... Just an unsatisfied feeling for what for whatever the case was is like when we see Noah at, in the hole dying, I just didn't really feel anything, and I feel right. like I was supposed to. Were we? I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't feel anything either. Um, but 
Yeah. Like it, it feels like it's supposed to be like a tragic character moment where it's like, oh, Noah, damn, like this is where you ended up, shit. Like it, it kind of felt like that's what it was supposed to be, but it just didn't play yeah. that way for me. It was like a twist within a twist because, yeah, he was like, but what if I did a devil twist? Because you don't find out until, yeah, he's in the hole and he's dying you don't even you don't find out that's noah and that's another thing i kind of like what they did with that because you know they they the whole movie noah and ivy play this game where they like you know just kind of run at each other and try and find each other and stuff and it kind of seems mm-hmm. like that's what he's doing now just in the costume right and so i guess it is supposed to be tra- like a tragic thing of oh he was just playing around and yeah he was just playing and now went, he's gonna now and, he's ending yeah. up dead and things went wrong but it does almost feel like that idea of oh but the one twist wasn't enough now it's now we have noah in the costume but you didn't know that like you thought it was a monster you thought it was a creature yeah, and it's like, so gotcha, bitch. it's like but and... i've already been got i already yeah. <laughs> and then like i've already been got and then you have a another twist because you realize oh we're in modern day and and he bought this wildlife reserve and you know it's it's not even that they used to live in the city it's like they're completely they're not even in the uh like because they're supposed to be in the 18th century it's not even like it's oh it's maybe it's the 60s or the 70s it's like 2004 when yeah. she gets out on the street it's like legitimately modern time yeah but it's like it's very it does get very shamlon towards the end where it is just like here's a twist here's another twist here's another twist like all kind of in a row and even though a good portion of them are grounded in the story it is kind of like at some point like all right let's you know let's let's keep it together let's let, let's keep a through line here um i will i will say though that um thankfully i did not watch i'm really happy i didn't watch the trailer um before watching the movie because i do think it would have really tainted my viewing of the movie um, because like we said multiple times, the trailer is a horror movie trailer. You cannot, you cannot say that it's not, you look at that trailer, yeah. you think you're about to watch an A24 horror movie, 100%. Um, whereas I think a lot of the horror of this particular story comes from the notion that you have all these people who have been through a lot, right? They've all had, they all are grieving in their own ways and, because of that, they're trying to establish this perfect society for them, right? But the horror comes from the fact that even when trying to do everything from the ground up to make this perfect safe space for the people that you love, things still happen, right? You cannot completely isolate and stop these bad things from happening. Mm -hmm. And we see that through everything that happens with Noah's character and what Noah gets into where it's like, it's inevitable. Like you're not going to hold this perfect society forever. And I think that's, what's the scariest thing to the, the council, the people who made this place is the idea that this will fail. Mm -hmm. Like this thing that they've spent all of their resources and all of their time cultivating and creating still cannot work in this vacuum. I think that's kind of the scary notion of this film. And I'm okay with that because I do think it's a more thoughtful and thought-provoking take on this kind of story. It's just when you set the pretense 
that this is supposed to be something scary and something terrifying, then you're going to catch people off guard because there are people who would enjoy this sort of methodical movie, but maybe they didn't watch the movie because they thought they were about to see a horror movie, you know? Right. They went in with a very specific mindset and then this, yeah, then you have to sit here and break down this, (laughs) this extra stuff about, you know, society and romance and all of the, you know, this hierarchy in this village, like all these extra things we were like, I thought now, (laughs) wait a minute, (laughs) where are the creatures? Because really they're not too, too, the most, we mainly see them in this scene with Noah and Ivy, which takes place completely during the day. It's the most we see of the creatures. Um, And yeah, they, they do play with that idea, right? Where it's, you know, everything that these elders have worked for is, potentially ending and i like that that's a thing that they talk about how they the her dad is like you know this is we came here to get away from violence and violence still followed us like you know it's almost this idea of that's just the way of the world you can't ever completely escape those realities like you can't you're always going to have grief and death and loss but i could also see how this yeah this whole aspect this whole side thing if you were coming into this movie and not expecting this much of a drama because this scene his little speech very theatrical very dramatic i like it but i could see how you know this whole side plot and learning out their backstory about the grief you know and everything would be i don't want to say annoying but it would just it wouldn't mean it like it wouldn't have the weight that I think they were wanting it to have. And yeah, like I like it, but I could see how people would be disappointed that this is it. Like this is what it all means. And this is what it culminates in is Ivy going to get medicine and then getting the medicine and coming back. And then the cycle continues. The cycle continues. And we don't even know if Lucius freaking lives. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna say he does because yeah, I I, make the rules, so he does. (laughs) Erica says it, so it is law. So it is. (laughs) Lucius survives. Like I think, as a as a complete package, without without pretense, I think a lot of the stuff in this movie is good. I just do. I definitely think that this is one of those movies that uh, kind of suffers from expectations not meeting the reality of what people were going to see. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I know that had I gone the same route in my viewing of this movie, probably would have been the same way. Um, and so I don't even know how much of that really truly is to blame the movie for as it is because like, you know, advertisements and marketing is a completely different facet of the actual movie making process itself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to... Um, it's kind of hard to accurately judge a movie when that happens because this thing that is only partially in its control has such a substantial effect on how some people can view your movie. I think it's kind of like an unfortunate byproduct of how the system worked, but that is how the system worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's mismarketing that really, I, I honestly feel like plagues horror as a genre quite often. Because people feel like they need to build up and show, ooh, there's going to be all these scares. Like, they have to show that in the trailer. But 
that can almost be the worst thing that you can do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll draw hype and you know you'll you might get people pumped up, but then if they get there and you don't deliver through with that, you get left with uh, this, which a lot of the bad reviews from this movie were from are from 2004 or like you know were are from around that time when it first came out because a lot of them are yeah people who were like what the fuck is this and yeah why did i pay f- why did i pay a tick for my ticket <laughs> to come and sit here and, and be treated to this like a lot of those and i get and i totally get that and yeah i don't really remember i don't even remember if i saw the trailer for this uh, I don't think I did. I think I just caught it one day. This is another one of those movies that used to play on like FX all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I used to just either FX or TNT. I can't remember. I used to watch it on there all the time. So I don't even think I saw the trailer. I don't I don't think I knew anything about this movie when I first saw it. Maybe that's why I like it so much because I had no preconceived notions of it. Yeah, but, I think I think that is like vital for this movie. Um, to like really watch it the way that I think it was intended to be watched and not to just be sitting there expecting scares to happen every two seconds, which from the trailer, you'd assume that that's what it was, mm-hmm. even though they basically showed you every creepy scene in the movie yeah. in the trailers. I will say they did get me, though. They got me with when Ivy falls in the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, one, good- did, that one did make me jump. <laughs> That's a good one, but I also question why is that hole there? Like, what? What? Why is it there? Like, I what's know. The point of the hole? I wondered. Like, I wondered if that was a hole where they like threw all that meat or did something. Like, if they put things in that hole, but then mm-hmm. it was empty. Like when we look down and we see Noah in it, there's nothing else in there yeah, besides so him. I was like, random could, crater <laughs> just sitting in the woods. <laughs> y'all could have put some some deb dead animals or something in there make it seem like <laughs> they were they were using that hole but yeah i don't know why there's a ginormous sinkhole hmm. in what the a convenient middle. plot and it's like hole. a perfect circle <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but it is like a perfect circle and i'm like okay okay y'all these woods are perilous it seems it's true and i can't believe and- those boys those boys ain't shit for leaving her in the woods alone. <laughs> right. They're like, I mean, all instructions aside, y'all really left a blind woman to go fend for herself in the woods. And um, like, Ivy's and- a bad bitch, so she did it. But I just, the way they said, I gotta go. I, I'm gonna head out. Like, I didn't even <laughs> give a fuck. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> truly, truly. And then, of course, um, shout out to M. Night Shyamalan always making little appearances in his movies. <laughs> yeah. If you caught him in the reflection of the medicine cabinet, he is, in fact, the guard sitting with the newspaper uh, towards the end of the film. You found it. That's where he is. <laughs> we'll see you next time like, on Where's Waldo, <laughs> Shyamalan edition. I was like, I know they were feeling themselves for that little little. It was reveal. a good shot. I, it I, is I a, give it to him. That's it is a good, a good shot. shot. But I can almost see the smirk on his face while he's, he's reading like, the Damn, newspaper. This is good. He's like, oh my god. He's like, I can't believe I'm about to break the box office again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but <laughs> but yeah, he he makes his little his little cameo. It's not a bad one though. I appreciate that he kind of you know kept himself in the Minimal. shadow. Didn't try and give himself too much to do, too much mm-hmm. dialogue or anything. Uh, that's probably for 
for the best. But um, I also would just like to say I really enjoy the score of this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just want to say it was composed by James Newton Howard. And I really love the music in this movie. It, it That's another thing that makes it feel very period piece, though, and less like a horror movie. It's a very romantic and dramatic score, right. um, which works for me, but I could see how it would make this. It, it definitely leans more into the drama side of things than the horror side. Because even in that scene where the creatures come and then like are running through the village, it's a it's not necessarily, I mean, it's like a, a kind of quick paced score in that moment, but it's not what you would normally be in like a horror scene. I don't feel like. Right, I agree, I agree. But yeah, that's the village, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's on Tubi right now. If if you is guys, it really God damn it? Did you pay? You know I, mean? I paid for that movie for nothing. Motherfucker. Now, <laughs> now, now, Roshane, <laughs> you know you gotta look. You gotta yeah, look. Yeah, no, that's my. Stuff. That's on me. That is it's on okay. me. That's what. That's like when I when I rented Antebellum, and then as soon as we finished recording, everyone was like, "Oh, I'm so glad it's on Hulu now." <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> it's on where?" The audacity. Yeah, it's all right. What what uh what red item should we uh rate this out of? Um, should we rate rate it out of red cloaks? Um, we can rate it out of uh, red berries. Red berries. We can rate rate it out of. I mean, red red berries is pretty good. We could even break my. We could break my convention and go with petty knives. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We know with petty knives, a petty stabbing. I will say I really like that scene too. It's a really good scene. That scene is shot really great. And I love when Ivy walks in and she's out of focus. And then right when she gets into focus, she like hits his body on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's oh, super it's good. delightful. And I did cry. <laughs> I did cry. I can't. I can't lie. I did cry when she was weeping over his body. All right, then I think petty stabbings. It should be. Yeah. Um, Cause it got me. It got me. Um, I, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Um, so I'm still a little bit teetering on my rating. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. But I think in this moment, I will give the village. 2.7 out of 5. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, now, but, but listen, here's my thing. Uh, there are a lot of things that I actually really enjoy about this movie, and I don't think it's a bad movie. I want people to get the idea that like, I think it's a trash movie because of that rating. For me, in my first watch through of the movie, I it could be just I wasn't feeling a period piece when I was watching this, but I just didn't feel myself being hyper-invested in the story. I thought the romance was really good, and I thought the dynamic between Ivy and Lucius was actually really good. The For me, the 2-7 comes from a, if I do not think of this movie like a horror movie, and I just watch it for what it is, I think it's around like a 3 out of 5 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the with the, all the marketing and all the extra stuff around it, it would have been a 2.5. It would have it would have been a two and a half. So I was trying to like kind of. That's you choking on your lies. I'm just <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't like. 
it's hard to really put where it is. This could be one of those movies that I have to watch a couple more times to truly appreciate. Um, but I really tried to put my notions aside of what I thought or wanted this movie to be and what it was. And I did my best to still appreciate the, uh, the good aspects of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, for me, I just wasn't too invested throughout the, throughout most of the movie. And then I think the twist at the end made me even less invested and so all in all, it left kind of just a unsatisfied feeling for me. Again, this could be just a case of like, I need to watch it again to like take in more things. Um, but yeah, on one view, I, I got to go with my heart here. And it's it's a 2.7 out wow. of 5. Wow. Dang, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that this is going to be our last episode, homies. But we had a good run. And we appreciate, it is all, what it <laughs> is. We appreciate all you guys tuning in. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I'm going to give this 4.4 Petty Stabbings. Um, I just really like this movie. I love this movie. And yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I know there are parts of it that like aren't great, but I just don't care. The whole movie for me works really, really well. And I enjoy it. It's shot beautifully i like all the characters i like the acting i like the dialogue um the creatures are are a pretty cool design it is kind of a weird i don't i like it but i don't know but not enough like the the scene that final scene with ivy and noah it's so right it it's necessary for the film but i also feel like it's kind of a wah wah in the end, like in the grand scheme of things, it does not feel as important as as I would or as tense as I would have liked it to be, because I think that was a great chance for them to really rev up the intensity and the suspense and the scare. And they didn't, which is a choice. But I, I wish they had gone a little bit further with that confrontation. But other than that, I don't know. I just really enjoy this movie. I like it a lot. And I really enjoyed this most recent watch through. And yeah, 4.4 petty stabbings for me. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. You know what? I think think we need this, Erica. I think we've agreed on so many that it's about time that there was a little discrepancy. Yeah. Otherwise, people might start calling our bluff. Be like, hold on now. I really felt the silence from you when I said 4.4, radio silence. I heard nothing on your end. Crickets. (laughs) I said, wow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He does not agree at all. (laughs) I just, it wasn't, it just wasn't for me. I don't know. Again, maybe I just not appreciating it as much as I should on the first time, but it just like, I don't, it didn't leave me with anything, you know, like a lot, a lot of the movies I will watch, I'll turn off the movie, the movie will end and I'll sit there and be like, okay. And like, I'll have something there. And I just did not quite feel that for this movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely Um, fair. I respect your petty stabbings, all right? Mm -hmm. All 4.4 of them. I respect your petty stabbing. Um, <laughs> I get what you're coming. Get where you're coming. You just from. wish. You just wish that there was more violence. That's <laughs> like you had. You had a couple stabbings in I there, but I could have used a couple more. You could have stabbed a few more, <laughs> in my opinion. If you really wanted to get the point across, if you really wanted to be petty, uh, you could have stabbed. You could have stabbed three times. 
maybe <laughs> 3.4. But I get I get where you're coming from. I I can respect it. And like I said, this movie is not everybody's cup of tea. I am coming in from a slightly biased um, approach because it hits all of the genres that I love. <laughs> so he kind of, you know, was coming in with a leg up on that one for me. But this is definitely not for everybody. Like I said, it's on Tubi. If you guys want to watch it right now, if you have seen it before and would like to go back and take a look at it. If it's been a while, I actually recommend going back and rewatching this movie. Um because it might reaffirm that you really do hate it, but you you also might find things that you like about it um, more than the original time. Because I feel like a lot of people probably haven't seen this since they've probably only ever seen this once or haven't really seen this since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to check it out, it's on Tubi at the moment. And I really would love to know what your guys' thoughts are. Whose side um, <laughs> of the spectrum are you falling more towards? Uh, if you guys would let us know on our social media, we would really love that. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email us. You can email us requests, recommendations, business inquiries, et cetera, et cetera. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. Once again, I implore you to join our discord if you'd like um we'll probably chit chat more about this movie in there um because i uh, yeah i just need to know other people's thoughts on this so we'll probably (laughs) talk about this more she's like i'm unsatisfied with my conversation with roshan about this movie he clearly doesn't get it give me somebody who does please somebody (laughs) save me from this No, but I do want to know what people are thinking of this movie. And also, we are always posting fun horror content in there and announcements about things usually go to Discord first. So, like I said, if you would like to join, you can find the link for that in all of our social media bios. If you would like to come and hang out with us sometime on Twitch, we are Twitch streamers and our account can also be found and our link in our social media bios, we always stream every single Monday. We do a homies hangout where we play horror video games. Then every once in a while, we'll stream again throughout the week. Sometimes we do watch parties. Sometimes we do some hangout chit chats. So if you guys want to be notified first thing when we go live, then you can follow us on Twitch. And last but certainly not least, If you are so inclined and you have an Apple account, we would love it if you would go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. We very much appreciate it. It helps other people get their eyes on our podcast because the more ratings and reviews we have, the more Apple is likely to, um, you know, get our podcast pushed out there. And we also just kind of like to hear what you guys are thinking about the show. So if you would like to do that, then you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review there. But other than that, I have been your knowledgeable, always (laughs) correct in her opinions, always right, never misses, never loses. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on it. uh, Host Erica. Um, And we also have Roshane. And we will be seeing you guys next week. But we hope you guys have a great rest of your week, homies. (laughs) Oh, we'll catch you next time, homies. (laughs) Bye.